Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest is MRS America 2019, Kayla Shalek. She is an incredible person. She has a wonderful family, a young daughter who has Down syndrome that she truly loves. She is a first-time pageant contestant winner, and this is someone who has a huge story. Definitely need to learn and be inspired by. Stay tuned. And welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Hi, Paul. Uh, well, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, I, I'm, we, we're so happy to finally have you. Now I have all my my sister queens finally f- from the American system finally um, on the show. So thanks for yes. coming on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so thrilled to, to have you. Um, it, it was a pleasure finally meeting you um, your first year doing a pageant. Um, and... It, it was so uh, such a pleasure to uh, to meet some new people because sometimes you see the same people over and over and you build this friendship but then you get um, you get the random um, shock that you get to meet some new people and then you got to win and uh, and so we can talk about your entire experience which I'm really looking forward to absolutely so um, for our listeners that um, don't know about the married system why don't you fill them in on um why you picked america um and why you decided to at least um, compete in the state level yeah absolutely so um a little bit of background about me i do have a theater background so i spent seven years doing theater and um kind of had to back off of it a little bit as my schedule got crazy with a full-time job and a family and that's kind of how I got into searching for pageantry um I wasn't searching for pageantry at all I was looking for some kind of performance opportunity to kind of get back into the groove of things um now that my daughter's a little bit older she just turned three and pageantry literally fell into my lap I was not looking for it in the least bit it came up as a sponsored ad on my Facebook um it was not for the America system was for a different pageant system and as I started kind of maybe looking for a little more information and investigating because I had no idea that pageantry existed for married women I had grown up seeing you know miss pageant systems but didn't know that it was something you could do once you had a ring on your finger um, I came across the wonderful Yolanda who was Mrs. Maryland America 2018 and through my interactions with her and her loving responses to my 22,000 Instagram messages full of questions that I sent her. I decided that America was the thing for me. I decided that if I was going to get back into performing, I was going to do it in a way that allowed me to advocate for my daughter, that allowed me to um, give back to my community, and that really gave me a voice for what was uh, important in my life. So I didn't want to just perform. I wanted to be able to perform and compete and really offer a voice to my community and to be a voice for my community and pageantry does that um and in pageantry if you're going to do it you do it big so the america system is kind of the cream of the crop and i decided if i was going to try and do this i was going to go big or go home so i did and um i went big and i went home with a with a crown which is really exciting well i mean to uh to start off and go straight to the top and on top of when your state pageant uh, takes effort balls courage so <laughs> you know 
Clear, clearly, you don't you don't play you, you don't play no games if you're gonna you come you come to win. So no, I am a, I am definitely a very goal driven person. So when I set my mind to something, I I pretty much go at it 125 percent. And uh, and when I came into deciding I was gonna do this pageant, it was definitely like I said, it was go big or go home. So I was gonna do it, and I was gonna do it to the best of my ability and I think that I did that both at Mrs. Maryland and at Mrs. America um so I'm I'm really proud of of what I've been able to do for the last year because I literally from finding out that there were pageants for married women to competing at Mrs. America was less than a year for me is is it the competition that you enjoy most or is it the outreach that you get to you get the you get the opportunity to have a little bit of more power. People will, will take that take that phone call. Yeah, I think they kind of go hand in hand, honestly. Um, I am a super competitive person. My husband and I actually just had this discussion the other day, kind of deciding to, um, we were trying to figure out maybe what would be next for me and for us as a family, um, you know, after I wrap up Mrs. Maryland at the end of um, of my reign here in like six months or so. I know, sadly, it is, it is coming close. So I, I don't even know where the last six months has gone, honestly. It's been crazy. But um, Well, you I, were preparing and, and, you know, doing yes, your best. Yes, So, so get, <laughs> get Ready, ready for nationals. So. Um, but we were talking about that competitive element. And I, in high school, did, like I said, I did theater. I was in orchestra. Um, I did dance for a bit. So I was always kind of involved in something where there was a competitive element in orchestra and in dance and in theater and all of them. You have to audition. You have to, you know, be the best of the best to get the part, to get the solo, to whatever. So um, I did all of that. And then in college and um, post-college, I... I didn't really have time for that. I, I went through a four and a half year collegiate program in three and a half years. I was taking 20 to 25 credit hours a semester on top of having two, maybe three jobs. Um, so I didn't really have time to do those kinds of things that I was doing for, uh, for the competitive fun of it, for that fulfillment element. So I think that the competitive element is definitely part of it, being able to do something where I get to put all of that drive and that energy into being the best of the best. But I think it gives it a whole new meaning now that competitive drive that I have because winning means that I do like you said I I get a bigger voice I you know it's one thing to walk into a medical provider's office and say oh I want to talk to you about um, down syndrome awareness and about your uh, diagnosis process as just Kayla Shadeg and it's a whole nother thing to walk in in a sash that says Mrs. Maryland and to say hi you know I'm Kayla Shadeg I'm your reigning Mrs. Maryland America my beautiful three-year-old little girl has down syndrome and I'd really like to talk to you about your diagnosis process and how um, you're referring your diagnosis um, families that have you know a new little one with down syndrome or a little one on the way um, how you're referring them out to local organizations for support and and just that little extra bit of um, of kind of clout, I guess you could say, it makes a huge difference in what I'm able to do for my community. Well, Kayla, is it something that your parents um, like instilled in you that it's important to always like be like finishing? Like you were saying that you were you finished college in three years in a four year course. Is that correct? Is that what you said? Yeah, I finished so, the full semester early. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's so impressive. Like, I, <laughs> no, but seriously, because sometimes people take six years. I mean, I, 
it doesn't matter that it doesn't matter how long you take, but it also is it also is very impressive that you finished early like that too. So that you know the important thing is you finished, but the really important the really uh, remarkable thing because college is so um, complicated because there's so many things that go into it depending on the course. Um, when you can you can dedicate your time to take more courses like that. That just shows that you know like how. Is that just yourself, or is that family, or like, or is that just like something that you, your your family, your father, or like your mom, like, how, where does that come from? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, a lot of it is really self driven. Like my parents were not ever the really intense parents that said, "Oh, you have to come home with A's on your report card." Like they were not intense at all. They were very loving and supportive. They just wanted me to do my best. Um, that being said, they had high expectations, you know, like doing my best meant doing my best. And for me and at my intellect level and with my drive that I had doing my best meant coming home with a 4.0 GPA. So they, you know, it wasn't like I was, you know, six years old coming home from school with like, you know, a check mark from art class. And they were like, that's not good enough. But they did always continuously push me to really strive and push myself so, and so it's kind of a combination of both of the things you're saying, I guess. And are you, were you just a natural when it comes to school? Did, so you, did you do average of 4.0 in, 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 I, uh, in, in uh, elementary high school? I did. I graduated high school actually with a 4.18 GPA because wow. I took, um, I took AP classes and you get more points towards your GPA with those. And I graduated first in my collegiate class too. So school's just something that always came really naturally to me. My dad is bonkers, crazy smart. Like he's probably the smartest person I've ever met in my life. So I definitely got a lot from him and my mom is a total social butterfly. So I inherited that part from her and those two things combined. I just excelled at school because of kind of the combination of their two personalities, which is really awesome. And it's that, I mean, just from like, um, just from social interaction, that's probably how your parents met because if your mom's a social butterfly, she probably won over your dad and your dad sure your mom's oh, yes. gorgeous so <laughs> yep. you're gorgeous so like that that so that was a natural match and then your genes naturally flow down to you so you get the best of both worlds you get I a lot I of really smarts did. and a lot of like social interaction which helps you with what we're doing talking about now is doing pageants yeah so. i really i hit the jackpot when it came to genetics i am a carbon copy of my mom i got all of her good looks um, I got my dad's stunning blue eyes, and I got all of his crazy smarts. So I hit the jackpot, and it has served me well in pageantry too. So that's always a plus. Well, you can use your your influence, your power for good or evil. So I, <laughs> we appreciate you're on the good side and really trying to make a difference and helping um, people know more about Down syndrome and actually uh, making a difference. And we know how much um, your daughter means to you. So we're definitely going to give you plenty of time to talk about that. So, um, is, is your daughter, was that the other main component that you, um, that you wanted to compete or was this all personally motivated that you just wanted to do something for yourself? So it's kind of funny because doing this started out, it was supposed to be like my selfish thing. It was supposed to be, you know, I had a three-year-old and we went through the ringer when it came to her diagnosis and 
kind of playing the catch up game for the first couple years of her life. So doing the pageant was supposed to be like my, I'm going to do this for me and nobody else thing. And then somewhere in, in the prep for the pageant, it, it morphed as things do when you're a mom and it, it turned into Kerrigan again. Um, but it became more, I think about her than it really did me. It became about finding, um, finding my voice for her she's you know she's only three and she has a speech delay on top of it so she's not really to the point that she can advocate for herself yet and it became about me finding a way to represent this amazing community that has enveloped us since Kerrigan was born and diagnosed back in 2016 and it became a way for me to step into that advocate role I am not a natural when it comes to kind of the legalese side of things I don't follow a lot of the, um, you know, legislature, like I probably should, you know, hashtag bad mom over here, but I, it's just, it's not what interests me. It's not what drives me. So I didn't want to go to Capitol Hill and advocate that way. It just didn't make sense for who I am and for my lifestyle. So doing this, it, it all just kind of fell into place. It became such an obvious solution to my, I want to advocate, but I don't know how. And having a platform and creating a platform and, and finding a spot that I fit in my volunteer organization all just fell into place so naturally that it was really clear, this is how I'm supposed to advocate. This is how I'm supposed to, you know, create this voice that I want to create and forget about pageantry being about me. I want to use it as a vehicle for my voice, for my community's voice. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to um vouch for you 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 are a hard-working mom and on top of <laughs> and on top of it um i don't think that you necessarily have to go to the state or national um legislature to make changes you can definitely go to a large business that donates money and you can advocate for them to donate it into certain causes or you can just go towards uh, a certain industry and really help them like what I would, what I first time I talked to you, you you had told me your story, but why don't you tell me tell us the story um, of giving birth to your daughter because it was really impactful. You, basically, you you told me that they 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 just said here's your daughter and, and that's it. So yeah, so um, Kerrigan was born on May fifth of two thousand sixteen. She was born two days before my birthday. My birthday's on May seventh, so we get to share a birthday week, which is super cool. That is so. Um, I had a honestly relative, relatively pretty easy uh, easy go lucky pregnancy. I had um, some minor issues in my first trimester, but nothing that was major league concerning. Um, and I unfortunately have massive anxiety when it comes to doctor's offices. So my blood pressure would skyrocket. So for the third trimester, anytime my blood pressure was high, they would send me to go get extra ultrasounds, which I thought was really cool because it was extra ultrasounds. My insurance was covering it. So I got to see my baby extra. Um, but other than that, really healthy pregnancy, nothing complicated. We did our first trimester screening and it came back with um, one in 6,380 odds of having a baby with a trisomy condition like trisomy 21, which is Down syndrome. And with odds of one in 6,380, we felt pretty comfortable moving forward without any additional testing. We were pretty confident that that number was so minuscule that it didn't even, it wasn't even a blip on our radar. Um, and Kerrigan was born, had a super easy labor. And um, I don't remember this, but my mom in, in storytelling kind of, you know, afterwards has told me that the 
pediatrician that came in to do just her initial, you know, evaluation and, and um, kind of checking her over after she was born, asked my nurse for my delivery if I had had an amniocentesis done, which is one of the ways that they can um, diagnose Down syndrome prenatally. And my nurse looked at him like he was crazy and said, oh, no, she's only, you know, 23 years old. They had, you know, no concerns on a first trimester screening. Why would they have done that? And he said, oh, no, I just wondered. And he left the room. And again, I don't remember any of that. I was exhausted, but my mom has told me that that happened. And why would, and why would you, you would be, you, you were, you gave labor. So no matter, no matter if it was one minute, you know, that, that, that's a mirror. I mean, that's a, that's a boxing match, you know, for a guy, (laughs) the best way I can say for a guy, it's a boxing match. Cause sorry, we can't, we, we cannot, never will understand what you guys yeah, no, there's, there's no comparison, but that's probably a pretty good guess. Um, but we, we got back to our kind of recovery room and we were settling in and the nurse came in and she said, Oh, you know, um, we're going to take Kerrigan with us. The pediatrician wants to just check her over again now that she's a few hours old. Um, do you need anything while she's gone? And I said, Oh no. And as a first time mom, I thought that was normal. I didn't know that it was something that should have, um, you know, thrown up a red flag for me because I didn't know that they don't come in and take your baby when they're only a few hours old to just check them over again so they were gone for maybe you know 30 minutes at the point that I started to be like something is wrong something in the back of my head just started creeping in and uh, my mom and my best friend who had been there with me for my whole labor had gone back to our house to kind of shower and refresh because none of us had slept all night and I was sitting there with Kelly and I I woke him up because he had taken a nap and I said, I just, I feel like something's wrong. Like they've been gone a long time. And he said, it's been a half an hour. Let's give them a little bit. Like maybe there've just been a lot of babies born. Like maybe they are just busy and and they haven't, you know, gotten around to doing whatever they needed to do with her yet. So at the point that she'd been gone for about an hour, um, I was, I, you know, I was exhausted and I was anxious and I just wanted my baby and I sent Kelly out to find her. <laughs> I sent him on a literal wild goose chase around this hospital trying to find our baby. Rightfully and... so, because your husband, your husband's supposed to be by your side. And if your baby <laughs> right. is not by your side, then everything is gone. So, yeah. So he came back and he said, oh, I, I you know, talk to the nurses at the nurse's station. They're bringing her down now. And I said, OK, great. So um, in comes the pediatrician. And in comes a student because, um, you know, there various hospitals do programs with medical universities. So a lot of times when you're delivering a baby or when they're doing something in your room, there might be a, a medical student in there. And I was fine with that. So they came in. And this doctor who, um, you know, I had seen for maybe 10 seconds of my life before, literally wheeled her in and stopped her and said, oh, you have a a beautiful baby. Congratulations. Um, We have reason to believe that your baby has Down syndrome. So we went ahead and we took a blood sample and we sent it off to the Kennedy Krieger Institute. And in about 72 hours, you should have results that'll tell you uh, for sure whether she has Down syndrome or not. And we'll connect you with the social worker so your quality of life suffers as little as possible, but it may be a rough road for you. And then he asked if we had questions. And and that was our diagnosis experience. Um, and, he, to, and to me, and this he, is where you, you can really, now you can really control that. Because to me, I find that to be a, a complete horrible one. They took your baby away for so long and they didn't communicate to you Two, um, just the way there was such a bad, um, bedside manner like that. Oh, I, and you know, so you hear a lot of stories and, and I've talked to, I've talked to hundreds of moms. I've heard stories of moms that had wonderful prenatal 
diagnosis experiences and terrible ones. I've heard stories of moms that had wonderful postnatal diagnosis experiences and some like mine that were terrible. And that's the thing, the ones that are bad, there's all of these common threads and they're easy fixes. It's, it's doctors that are so clinical and, and it's an easy fix to say, hey, yes, families need that clinical information. I need to know the information about Down syndrome but I wasn't even given that. I wasn't even given the clinical information. I was just given, hey, your baby might have an extra chromosome. Here you go. We'll tell you in three days whether or not that's true. By the way, your quality of life is probably going to suck. Like that's what it boiled down to. And and then, I, you know, we asked him why. And all of his reasoning was that, oh, her, you know, her um, facial features. So she had a really low nasal ridge. So her nose didn't you know, stick out of her face as much as it should, basically. And I said, oh, well, mine did that too when I was a baby. Like, if you look at baby pictures of me, and he was like, okay, well, her, you know, pinky fingers don't meet the second knuckle on her ring finger and shortened, um, you know, hand stature like that is also a sign of Down syndrome. And I held out my hands and I looked at them and lo and behold, my pinky fingers do not reach the second knuckle on my ring finger. And I said, well, mine don't either. And he said, oh, well, she also has a sandal gap in her toes, which is a, a bigger space between your big toe and your next toe. And I said, oh, I have that too. And he said, okay, well, and he just kept going and going and going. And and, and, and you and I know you, and if you haven't meant you are not going to be defeated. So if there's something that you could, <laughs> and if it's factual, you're going to like, like, no, actually. I, I, that's literally, and I just kept going. And, and eventually I was like, well, then I guess I don't have any more questions because he just kept listing off these, abs in my mind, absurd things because I said, okay, so my baby looks like me. So you're telling me she has Down syndrome because she has my facial features? I don't you know, she has up slanted eyes. And I said, well, I do too. When I smile, like I, you know, I, and I just, I, I couldn't get him to stop just feeding all of this information, but it wasn't really information. It was just describing her features. And I said, okay, then I guess I don't have any questions. And he left and we never got connected with a social worker. We left the hospital completely empty handed. We had no information about down syndrome. We didn't even know if our baby had down syndrome or not. And by the time that we got to her pediatrician, we found out that he had completely lied to us. It doesn't take 72 hours for them to process those results. It takes upwards of three weeks. So we spent three weeks in limbo wondering whether our baby had Down syndrome or not. We spent three weeks that could have been spent, you know, getting started on early intervention because even three weeks is, is so vital when they're that little of that amount of time that you could have had to have services and to have someone giving you information that you don't know and to have someone providing you support that we didn't get. And we literally just got chucked into it. It was just, yep, your baby has Down syndrome, maybe, and no information, no support, nothing. So that's literally become my entire mission now. I have been working with the Chesapeake Down Syndrome Parents Group, which is our local Down Syndrome organization. And I'm super excited now that nationals are over to be able to kind of dive a little bit more deeply into my work with them, basically reaching out to hospitals. We're kind of updating our information with them, making sure that A, they have our information to give to these families that come in and have even a pre or postnatal diagnosis, it doesn't matter. But for them to be able to foster those connections with us to say, if you would like the support, here is an organization. 
um, for them to be able to connect them with not only the organization, but an individual in their area. So let's say if somebody were to go to Howard County um, General Hospital where I delivered and they were to deliver a baby that is um, diagnosed with Down syndrome, for that hospital social worker to say, okay, here is the Chesapeake Down syndrome parents group. If you would like a connection in our area, here's Kayla Shadegg's contact information. She has a child with Down syndrome and would love to you know, come meet you or to talk to you on the phone, whatever you need to support you if you would like her information. Um, so we're working on getting that information out to the hospitals. We're also working on hopefully actually being able to get into hospitals to meet with the social workers, to meet with the genetic counselors, to meet with the obstetricians and the nurses to say, hey, like, we really appreciate the work that you're doing. You know, it's so important to have really wonderful people in those delivery rooms. But also, if you're the one that's delivering a diagnosis, there are a really great set of guidelines that have been put out by a multitude of different Down syndrome organizations that we'd love to share with you to make sure that the experience our families are receiving is a positive one or at, at very minimum that they are receiving the information that they need to receive to feel informed and educated and connected and supported. That is so incredible that you want to become the, the face of this, um, this, um, I don't want to call it a disease because it's not a disease. Um, life, life challenge, life challenges. Yeah. It's, we, I mean, it's down syndrome, so we call it a syndrome. Syndrome. Okay. And honestly, and like I tell people all the time are, you know, I am, I am not the kind of person to to paint the world with rose-colored glasses at all. I will tell people up and down until I'm blue in the face how we have faced a lot of struggles over the last three years and um, that it is certainly not an easy life. But I don't think that parenting in general is an easy life either. And I don't think that people that have neurotypical children um, don't also face some immense struggles. So uh, when, you know, when I talk about Down syndrome, I honestly, a lot of the time I'm trying to kind of switch from calling it Down syndrome into kind of referring it to by the more medical term, which is trisomy 21, because it really is just an extra chromosome. Like at, at its bare minimum, that's what it's broken down to. Kerrigan has an extra chromosome. Uh, it's a part of our life. And, um, and some days that's a great thing. Like yesterday, we got to see her picture on a jumbotron in Times Square, which is absolutely wild and would never in a million years have happened if she didn't have an extra chromosome. And some days things are really, really hard. And she is throwing a temper tantrum. And we have no idea why because she has a speech delay. And I feel like putting my head through a wall. So it's, it's really it's, it's just life for us. And um, I think that's part of the reason I'm kind of transitioning away from Down syndrome, because we see it as less of kind of like you were saying, it's not a disease. It's not a syndrome even really. That's just what they named it back when it was discovered. And, um, and just because, just and the, the worst thing about the English language and, and we name things, um, maybe not, um, we, we name things that may, you, we could name, we could name something, um, more, um, arbitrarily, um, now because we're a little bit more, honest when it comes to, you know, we, 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 we don't say certain things now because it's not, we don't, you don't yes. say, in, we don't say Indian giver because it's not, it's not, it's not appropriate to say something like that. Right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Kind of like how they've now transitioned out of using the term mental retardation and medical paperwork. Right. So now we say um, an intellectual disability instead of that. So that, that same kind of train of thought. Absolutely. So 
I commend you for wanting to really be the face of this. So, I mean, that's a big, that's a big talk, um, especially if you're only doing it for Maryland. So that, I mean, if you're going to, if you're willing to do that for just a little bit, that's a big thing. Um, my thing that really stood out to me that you said, why have you asked the question, why does it take three weeks? Is that, is that, is this because we have a very, in my opinion, um, crooked, um, medical system where they're, 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 are they, are they overwhelmed with the amount of cases they have? Like, cause you know, it, like, honestly, it, cause it's a blood, they're looking at her blood. Right. So it, it's right. Ever, so I part mean, of it, I think is just the intense nature of what they're doing because they go in under a microscope and literally pull out individual chromosomes. So they break down these cells to the absolute like base level and they pull out individual chromosomes and count them. And they don't just do it on one cell. They have to do it on a certain number of cells uh, because there are a variety of types of Down syndrome. So Kerrigan has um, just standard trisomy 21. um, So she has an extra chromosome in all of her cells, and it just happened randomly at conception. Um, There's another variation of Down syndrome called mosaic Down syndrome. And in mosaic Down syndrome, not every cell has the extra 21st chromosome. So as they are working to diagnose someone with trisomy 21 or mosaic Down syndrome, or um, there's another variation as well, but I'm not very well versed on it, so I'm not going to speak to it. Um, But as they're working to diagnose that through this karyotype, they have to pull multiple cells break those cells down, um, pull out the individual chromosomes and count them and prove that there's an extra 21st chromosome in a certain number of cells, you know, and for Kerrigan, that was five, I believe they did five cells and broke them down. Um, and we actually have the photograph of her, uh, chromosomes, which is really cool. I have a tattoo of her three 21st chromosomes on my ankle. So we got to see, you know, broken down to her very base level. Here is a picture of her chromosomes and here is her extra copy of the 21st chromosome. We did it across five different cells. So that to them, uh, medically proved that she had trisomy 21. So you actually have like a photo of that? Yeah, we have wow. a an actual photograph of the cells of the of the um, karyotype that they took, which is each individual chromosome lined out, and it has the numbers under each of them. Here's one, here's two. So it's a pair of chromosomes above each number, and then above twenty one, there's three chromosomes instead of just two. It's really cool. Now I don't I don't know if you've got this personality or the, and I, I think you do, but I would literally blow that up and make it into a and po- into a picture. We and, are and like literally, I would just make of, I would make a positive planning. thing. I would make it yes. into a positive thing because you know what you could do um, is your husband could sign one, you could sign one, then she has her own chromosome, then she could sign, and then you the she has you know then she has. I love that. Oh, that's or, so cute. Or you could put a photo, and then hers she's she's got her own chromosome, so she could put. Um, yes. Because you know, I say, you know, I don't cuss that much on here i say fuck it and you know (laughs) um you know you're special okay yeah our plan is um that we are going to hopefully transition her to a big girl bedroom soon right now she's still in her crib because i can't imagine the chaos that would ensue if she could just climb out of her bed whenever she wanted but when she's ready we're gonna put her in a big girl room and we want to make it all superhero themed um because she is just this little powerhouse like she's only three years old and she has done so many amazing things already so we want to give her a superhero themed room and our idea is kind of like you said we want to blow up the picture of her karyotype to put over her bed but i love the idea of having 
like a sign underneath her chromosomes and then her having her own to like put her like mm-hmm. name under that just to make her cute. feel special yes yeah, and she'll, she'll, she'll understand that she she'll, and i know i know you being her mom she, you're gonna make her know that she's special so i mean i was always told you know my mom always made me feel special i i have a reading and writing disability so i i you know i i had a mother that really took care of me and still does so it really i think it makes all the difference you know it and it's it's so unfortunate to me to see parents that um just aren't prepared to be able to take on this lifestyle i'm i'm insanely lucky i literally credit all of my success as a mom to my parents because i grew up with a younger sibling um with a learning disability my little sister um has a learning disability and i got to watch the way that my parents did everything. I learned a lot from them and I've been able to apply that to how I parent Kerrigan. But there are a lot of people out there who didn't have that growing up, who didn't have that experience, who maybe don't have an education degree like I have, who maybe don't even have access to like basic information about Down syndrome to be able to implement things the way that we did when Kerrigan was a a tiny little baby. So that's also part of my drive in wanting to get this information into the hands of medical providers is that there are a lot of medical providers who may not even have a connection to our organization or to a national organization to be able to say, oh, we have an exclusively Spanish-speaking family. Not only do we have an, an organization locally that can help you, but they have someone that speaks Spanish fluently. There's um, you know, a national organization that has brochures and information all available in Spanish and they're translating into other languages. So being able to just get that information into people's hands immediately increases the, you know, the odds that their child is going to have a positive outcome at, at every single step of the way. Having the information, having the resources, having a support network Every single one of those is like a check in the box to make things more positive for not only that family, but for that individual, regardless of what, you know, disability, if you want to call it that, regardless of what it is, whether it's Down syndrome or autism or whatever, having those support networks and that education and those resources in place immediately increases their odds of being successful and independent and leading productive and fulfilled lives. And also not being scared. I mean, the one thing that... The one thing, you know, in life is the unknown and oh, it's the worst. and <laughs> and just like trivializing and I think that um when you have a baby, I mean, <clears throat> it's fascinating to me that in the world we can populate the world and yes, we can we can do a great job just learning as you go, but you can have a baby, you don't I mean, let's just put this in perspective everyone, okay? You can, you're required to, before you drive a car, okay, which can do as much damage as a baby do, because a baby, a baby can grow up to be a human and they can kill people, they can drive a car. So they're kind of in my situation, kind of the same thing. So let's just put this out here. So to drive a car in the United States, you have to take a driver's license, you have to take a test, and then you have to take a driving course test to pass that test. But to make a human that can go out and do about the same amount of stuff, you don't have to do anything. They they only put you. They only keep you in the hospital for a short time. In the good old days. They, it used to be a lot. They really do. And Literally, it's just weird I, to me. It's just weird to me that like they just like, okay, they, here. They just they just yeah they just wheel you out in a wheelchair and they're like okay have a nice life and you're like uh, I but don't it, know how if to you, take care of this tiny thing like, right <laughs> and and to me it's just weird because you 
if you have to drive a vehicle, they make you go through all these hoops. But if you make a human, ah, that's okay. And, you and you don't need way, to learn any. You don't need to learn anything. You even know? if you're <laughs> extremely extra like me, and you do like parenting classes or you read books, those things do not prepare you for parenting. By the way, like they are, the hospitals will advertise, oh, come to our, you know, birthing class, come to our parenting class. None of that helped me one iota. Like the only thing that was helpful was that my mom came and stayed with us for two weeks. God bless her because I would have been a wreck. And like, but there's, there's just, there's nothing that you, that can prepare you for that, that amount of responsibility. Like it is, it is driving a car on crack it's it's such an immense pressure and responsibility and I I don't even have words for it but looking at that baby and being like I have to raise you to be a good human being and like you said like to not grow up and be a serial killer or like do something crazy I have to make you into a good person that that amount of pressure on any one person is enough to drive you bonkers in and of itself (laughs) oh I absolutely agree 100%. One hundred percent. Um. Okay. So, I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at four four three four two two three eight three zero. Again, that's four four three four two two. 3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. Basically, in my opinion, your daughter is your world. So, but you know, to, to be all, in all sincerity, did, do you think winning that uh, Miss Maryland America pageant uh, state level has really um, in, like, in, positively impacted your daughter's life? I can't even tell you how much winning has done for my family. We have been given such amazing opportunities. Kerrigan has, first of all, Kerrigan getting to see me compete on stage at Mrs. America. I think even though she's very young, I think as she gets older is going to be something that's extremely impactful. Um, I don't know how many of you have seen me, but I am not exactly your pageant norm. I'm only five foot two. I have a pixie haircut. I am by no means a leggy, skinny kind of golden goddess like you would imagine in a beauty contest. So I think being able to see her mom kind of breaking down barriers and doing things her way, but still doing it to the best of my ability is going to be amazing for her. But on an immediate level, we've been able to connect with some incredible organizations. We Right before we went to Las Vegas, we did a, a fitness festival at the Spirit Club in Kensington, Maryland. They are a, um, an organization that caters fitness programs specifically to individuals with disabilities. Um, so I got to meet an amazing crew of people that work there, and I am super excited to kind of continue my work with them. But while there, I also got to meet the amazing Secretary of Disability here from our state of Maryland, who now I have that connection, which, you know, as as just a mom of a kid with a disability, being able to be like, oh, yeah, I've met the Secretary of uh, the Department of Disability here in Maryland is when you say that in a crowd of moms of kids that have down syndrome or autism or any kind of like neuro difference, 
people's eyes triple in size. They're like, you know, the secretary of the department of disability. And you're like, yep. So just little things like that, that making those connections that, you know, maybe I'm not going to interact with her again this year, but maybe next year something comes up with my local organization and we need someone to come speak. And I have the ability to call on her and say, hi, we met last year at this event. I'd really love for you to come support my organization and meet some of the people I work with. Stuff like that really adds up and will make my ability to serve as an advocate to the Down syndrome community and the disability community as a whole so much more impactful in the years coming forward. Well, the other other big thing is it it gives you legitimacy so people will trust you. um, Yes, absolutely. When you you say something, it's it's coming from a, a place of safety and and trust. So and 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 in this situation where you really. Well, we really, I truly, the whole reason why I brought up your diagnosis in the pregnancy in the, um, in the, in the hospital was to really die to demonstrate that, um, just building that level of trust and, and being sympathy and being very sympathy, um, is important. So, um, definitely. And, you know, that's, that's where you can really strive there is that, like, look, look the power that, that that um I was able to um forge by winning this title and doing this and this is something that is so amazing that um women can do and have um and that you guys get to do exclusively that you can go out there and have this this influence because my I personally believe that women don't get enough influence in society so this is a perfect opportunity for you guys to take your opportunity and get um, to be the focal point. And- it really is. And and with the Mrs. system especially, you know, a lot of the Mrs. category, you have to be married. So all of us are married women, and a lot of us are parents, whether we're biological parents or step-parents or whatever. So we have kind of a, a unique set of voices. We, we have different interests than you might see um, in the kind of – the missed candidates and what they're doing with their platforms. So well, we're bringing, the, the big we're thing, bringing a different element. Right. In. And, but the, the big, the, the huge thing is, um, that your causes are way more diverse. I mean, you could yes, be very definitely. generic and say, yes, definitely. I, I support, and there's nothing wrong with supporting, um, the make a wish foundation, right? Make a wish foundation is amazing, but it's very surface level. When, when you, uh, you know, when you have a family, you're so much ingrained and you're much more an adult to understand the, the complexes of what it goes into being an adult. And and to develop that connection, because like, I think it's exactly what you just said. I think a lot of times people pick an organization because they appreciate what the organization is doing. But I do think just kind of in my experience of being at Mrs. Maryland and being at Mrs. America, talking to these amazing women and hearing the, you know, journeys that they've been on in their lives, hearing what they've selected as their platform, hearing what they're putting into their platform in terms of community service, in terms of volunteering, in terms of literal blood and sweat and tears pouring into making their platform and, you know, their volunteer work a reality, every single person has an immensely personal tie to whatever it is that they're advocating for when it comes to the Mrs. Level. There's nobody that was just like, oh, I picked XYZ organization because I really like that they're supporting, you know, literacy for children. It was that 
they have a child or a cousin or, you know, something that is dealing with dyslexia and they noticed that there's not enough support for literacy specifically for children with dyslexia so that there's these immense and very like you said complex ties to these organizations to these platforms that they've created and I think that that just brings another level of kind of intimacy especially when you're in an interview talking to the judges to be able to say not only did I pick this to be my platform but I picked it to be my platform because this is my life this is what I'm living every day and I want people who are living this life with me to have a more positive experience experience i mean i i i can't describe i can't describe better because i always tell my younger um clients that i work with that you need to have a very strong connection because that interview and personally i believe that you win the pageant um in the interview specifically because that's where you actually get to be the person i know the Miss America yeah. or organization on the Ms. side is trying to change that. They're they're doing on-stage question with a questionnaire session, which is nice because you get to see the person. But the traditional pageant system, um, pageant um, program, you know, you don't get to see that. So I always really, you know, strive. And do you disagree with that? Is that how you see it as well? That, that, I that, I definitely agree with that. Um, One of the things that I like the most about the America system is that your interview is 50% of your score. So half of your score is literally just you walking into a room and being yourself and conversing with the judges, showing that you are intelligent, showing that you are connected to your platform, that you're actually out in the world doing things with your platform and not just saying, I'm tied to this organization. And to me, because that's what you're doing as, you know, Mrs. Maryland or Mrs. America, you're a spokeswoman for the organization and for your platform. So you need to be able to express that in in words. You need to be able to go into a room and talk to people and connect with them, not just talk at them, but to really connect with them and let them hear your story and let them understand your story. And talking at people and talking to people are two very different things. So having that skill set and walking into that interview room is is so vital, not only to winning the title, but to being a successful title holder. If you have a lady out there that's married, maybe she's never done a pageant, what, what do you think is the things that you should recommend? Like, what, what do you think is a good thing that is a trigger that, you know, that you would definitely recommend them to do it that would help them to be more happy in their life and maybe make a difference. Is there something that went off in your head that, you know, this is something that I def I, you know, I'm, you said you talked to Yolanda. So there was, there were must've been that aha moment that was definitely. So is there something you could recommend to other people that if you have this aha moment that will definitely, you should do it and you will be happy because of it. I think it's different for everybody. For me, I, um, you know, Kerrigan was just over two years old and I have had a tough go of it as a mom. You know, my kid got diagnosed with Down syndrome at birth and we immediately got thrown into the world of specialists and therapies and, and living life as a family of a child with Down syndrome. And we had no idea what we were doing half of the time. And I felt very, very lost for a lot of the first couple years of her life. I didn't feel like I knew who I was anymore. I not only had to be 
myself and also work a full-time job, but also be a wife, but also be a mom, but also be an advocate for Down syndrome and all of those things just kind of mashed into a pile. And it, it became kind of a situation where I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, who am I anymore? So, um, I hit the point when she had turned about two years old, she had just had surgery on her eye and we got her into a daycare and I was starting to feel like I was getting my feet under me. And I sat down one day and I was like, okay, now what? (laughs) I'm, I'm mom and I'm being successful at that. And I have a career and I'm being successful with that. And I have a husband and we have this great relationship. So now what do I do to feel like me again? Now that everything has settled down, now that I can breathe for a second, I want to do something that's going to make me happy. Like you said, I want to do something that's going to make me feel fulfilled. And, um, kind of that little competitive drive in me kicked up and I was like, okay, well I could audition for a play. Like I haven't done theater in a long time, but acting isn't really a skill that's going to necessarily die away just because of a couple of years that I didn't, you know, do theater. So I could freshen up on some things and, and go audition for a play. And I said, well, no, I don't have time to rehearse for a play. So I just kind of whittled my way through this list of things that I had thought about doing. Well, I could do a bikini competition because I'm really into fitness, but I have a two-year-old and my body's really not where it should be. Even with a trainer, I don't know if I could do it. And I just narrowed this list down and I was scrolling Facebook one day and um, Mrs. Pageant popped up in the um, like sponsored ads on the side of the page. Right. And you were saying that it just popped up. So that it, so it literally it just popped up and I have no idea what I Googled to trigger that to pop up, but it, it popped up. And I, I looked at it and I kind of scrolled past and I was like, oh, they do pageants for married women. And then it just kind of ate away at me for probably three or four weeks. And finally, I looked at Kelly, my husband, and I said, babe, I think I want to do a beauty pageant. And he said, they do that for married women? <laughs> and I was like, they do. Apparently, I saw it on That's Facebook. That's so cute. And- his, his naivety is so cute. <laughs> yes. And, and well, and then so I said, you know, I saw it on Facebook and I just keep thinking about it. And, and I really think that that's something I could be good at at this stage of life. You know, I'm definitely not the pageant norm, but I, you know, I love public speaking and I'm a well-spoken person and I have a natural platform tied to Down syndrome. And he said, okay, so what do we do? Do we go buy you an evening gown? Like, how do we do this? And, and it just kind of took off from there. So the, the kind of like what you're talking about, this, this trigger that got me into it is going to be different for everybody. But if there is some part of you that is saying, I kind of want to do this, or I might be good at this, focus and latch on to that part, because there's always going to be doubts. You have no idea how many times I sat down in my living room and looked at my husband and said, I don't think that I'm cut out for this. I don't think I'm going to do well at this. I think I'm just wasting my money because I'm too short and I'm too curvy and I have pixie hair. And all of these other women have these incredible platforms and they're all older than me and have more money than me and this and that. There's always going to be an excuse for why you shouldn't do it. But literally, if I can do it, I honestly feel like pretty much anyone can. Like if you take the time and the dedication to invest that in yourself, take time to go to the gym, take time to fuel your body well with healthy food, take time to research and to look things up to make sure that the clothes that you're wearing to the pageant are, you know, representing yourself well. Take time to either prep yourself on interview or hire a coach or both, which is what I did. I did interview prep on my own and I hired a coach. Take all of that, invest in yourself and you can be successful a hundred percent. It is worth every hour I poured into it. It is worth every penny that I've paid. All of it has made 
me feel so fulfilled as a wife, as a mom, as an advocate, as a woman and an individual in my community. It's worth every single bit of investment I've made into it. So this time last year, are you much more fulfilled? And do you think your your family life is better now? Or do you think oh my gosh, family yes. life is okay? okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we actually, we just talked about that because we just got back from New York City. Um, we've gone the past three years for the National Down Syndrome uh, buddy walk that happens in, in New York City. They do a big slideshow before it starts and it's in Times Square and the pictures go up on a jumbotron and Kerrigan has been lucky enough to get selected three years in a row. And we were talking about it on the drive home last night because this time last year I had, I hadn't even entered Mrs. Maryland yet. We were still wow. talking about whether or not I was going to do it. Um, we were still kind of deciding if I wanted to spend the money and if I thought that I could do it. And it was a lot of time commitment to make sure that I was prepared. And so we were talking on the drive home of how funny it is that in just 365 days, because it was almost exactly a year ago, how much has changed in our lives, how like, how much more fulfilled I feel as the person because I, you know, I put a lot of work into myself and that's not something that I was doing before. I wasn't taking, you know, the extra time at the gym. I was maybe throwing in a quick workout and then I was done. So I was going to the gym, but not really going to the gym and how much time I spent working on being a good advocate and making sure that I, you know, was up to date on current events because I don't have time to watch the news. Like I just don't. So that's something that as a, as a because title you're... holder, especially on a local level, I feel like I need to know what's going on in Maryland and in the world. So that's something that I was, I told Kelly, I said, I feel so much smarter now than I felt a year ago because I spent all this time working on public speaking and on interviewing and on staying up to date on what's going on in my community because those things are expected of me. And I feel a hundred times more intelligent just from doing that. Just from that little change that I made, you know, trying to play the part and trying to make sure that when I went into interviews for Mrs. Maryland, if they said, oh, tell us three fun facts about your state, that I could actually do it. And just all that little stuff kind of adding up and the opportunities we've been given that I've been given as Mrs. Maryland, the amount of change in myself individually, and I think in in our family as well, because my husband, by the way, is the ultra Mr. Maryland. He has pictures on his computer at work that he shows off to anyone and anyone that will listen we're getting ready to go to his marine corps ball and he is in the process of trying to convince me that i need to wear my sash to the marine corps ball because oh darling everyone you, there needs to know darling if that's even a question then poo poo <laughs> on you because you should totally wear your crown too and it better be keep... it better be in your, your 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 traditional now if you haven't met this young lady yet she has a beautiful high hair look that is really cool. That is really unique. You need to wear it that way. You need to incorporate the crown in it too. So please, I keep I'm on your him, husband's I'm like, side. I'm really I'm like the Marine Corps ball is literally the one night that it's about you though. And he's like, but no, it's about no. the he's wife. Like, you, he gets he to said, show you, you all your eye candy. Me, your eye candy. If, exactly. He said, if you want it to be about me, you need to be as extra as Thank you. Can you. I love him. At the Marine Corps ball. <laughs> Thank you. I am totally your. Tell your husband I will get him a cigar. I'm totally on your side. (laughs) It's all, you know, because think about it. You know, he probably works with a bunch of guys and then, and then women that can't be girly. So they have to act like really rough. So this is the opportunity for the girls to dress up and look very girly and act girly and the guys to show off their wives. So this is like, this is, this is, this is exactly the point of it. So, yeah. 
Um, you know, I basically to, to, to sum up what you're saying, you know, you, you can win this the first year, your life will be improved. You definitely need a pageant coach. Is, is, is that are you promoting pageant coaches? Because that's what I saw. I so I hired a pageant coach for myself. Um, our pageant was in May, and I think I hired my coach in probably February, maybe. So I did a lot of the prep on my own and then hired her basically to just help me tie up loose ends. I wanted somebody that was an expert that knew, you know, the ins and the outs that was going to be able to tell me what to expect because I was a first timer and going into an America pageant is a big deal. Like they're the cream of the crop. So I wanted to know what I needed to wear down to my jewelry. I needed to know what to expect because I'm a very type A person. So I needed to know kind of the lay of the land before I went in head first. So I hired a coach. Um, and please mention her name because she's been on the show. So yeah, she has yeah. Tracy Rogers yeah, so is my amazing coach. She is fantastic. And if anyone needs a coach, please, dear Lord, go to Tracy. She's or, incredible. And definitely listen, listen to our show. Uh, listen to our past episode because tracy talks yes. about some good tips she so. has she has like the most amazing story if you go back to your podcast with her and you listen to it her story of just pageantry and then how she ended up winning her national title is just completely wild and that's why i that's why i hired her in the first place because i said that's a woman who has a story to tell and then she used her you know, she, like I said, she used pageantry as a vehicle to tell her story and to make a difference, which is what I wanted to which do. Which is what you're doing now. So. Yeah, exactly. So Tracy is amazing. And she was so fantastic at filling in those gaps for me, which is exactly what I needed. She never tried to kind of overstep. She was never pushy about, oh, we need to do this or that. At the beginning of every conversation, she would say, okay, here's what I would like to work on. What do you think that you need help with? And I would tell her and she would immediately nail down those questions that I had and put me completely at ease. Like I walked into Mrs. America feeling so prepared, feeling so ready to go. Like I didn't have any of those last minute quandaries of wondering what was going to happen at X, Y, or Z because Tracy made sure that I was literally completely prepared from day one of arrival to walking off stage on finals night. Well, when it goes to when, you know, winning state was a great spot there, but we haven't even gotten to even mention, and we should at least mention um, your experience at nationals. How, how was that experience? Everyone um, I, touts up how amazing yes. and the gifts you get. Is it, is so, it just a rumor or is it true? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's true. You when, when everyone at work has been asking me how my experience was, I just tell them that it was amazing. And they're like, oh, well, like, you know, give us all the dirty details. And I'm I I don't even know where to begin because you spend that week at, at Mrs. America at the Westgate being treated like a celebrity. I I was cracking up the first night I was in my room with my roommate and we were talking and the two of us were losing it because I roomed with Mrs. Maine, Allison Tribo. She's incredible. If you don't follow her, go follow her too, by the way. Um, but we were sitting in our room on our beds. Both of us looked ridiculous because we had combed, you know, all of the curls out of our hair and taken off all of our makeup. We were sitting in our jammies, FaceTiming with our kids. And we were like, we are the people right now that people in the hallways at the hotel would stop you and want to take photos with you or just take a picture of you. They wanted your autograph. They wanted, makes you, know, you feel a, so special. Doesn't it? Yeah. And I was like sitting there with like my like eye mask on at night, looking like a gremlin being like, I'm just this like really nerdy 
really awkward mom from Maryland. And these people like want photos with me. And it was so funny to me, but it, it was nonstop the entire week. You get amazing, amazing gifts from the Marmels. You get a week full of incredible opportunities and interactions with literally the most accomplished women in our country. Like these women that I got to spend the week with, I made connections that are going to last me a lifetime. I made friends that are going to far outlast my days in pageantry. I can guarantee you that. And you, from the moment you arrive to the moment that you leave, just feel so like, so well respected, so well treated. And it was an absolute blast. I, I can't even, I can't even put it into words. Is it, is it your, uh, um, thought pattern that if you have, um, the time and you have something that is, um, burning in your heart that, and and the, cause the, the key part is that you have a family. Do you, do you advocate that you should do a pageant? Do you think that that's a good avenue and that's what you, you, would you promote that? Would you, yeah, would you recommend it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, and you know, I feel like I can come at this from kind of a unique perspective because I'm not a pageant patty. I haven't been doing pageants since I was six. You know, it's not something that has ever been a part of my life until literally the last year, but, um, I, absolutely love it and I definitely don't think Mrs. Maryland is the end for me I think I'm going to keep competing because it's it's been such a positive experience it's not at all kind of the the catty stereotypical thing that you see on tv or in movies there I mean there's always going to be some of that I guess but in my you know that's just competition I mean I mean when if 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 you're we're going to be we're if we're going to be straight up um, look at the guys playing football. They they talk trash. So, yep, exactly. you know, I don't know why. I don't know why when women talk trash, it's considered catty and being like a bitch. <laughs> but when a guy, it's so. Oh yeah, he's so madly. Oh my god. Like so. Okay, you're just being a bit. Okay, so that's what guys do. So you know, you know, I guess maybe it's because we do it. Guys do it like in more like be to the guy. And I guess it. And um, women, it's it's women kind of do it behind their back. So maybe (laughs) that's why. But like, I'm totally hey. Any girl that wants to talk shit about me, just do it to my face. You know, if you don't like me, just talk shit. You know, you know. But like, I'm not gonna be the same way. I'm like, I don't care what you have to say about me. Just say it to my face so I know you're saying it, and then we're good. Hey, I I'd rather you get over your like issue with me than like really hold that resentment towards me. You know, but yeah, so, you know, I mean, I, some of that does happen, but like you said, it's just competition and it's not, that's not, it's not the majority of the experience. I think maybe in the entirety of my last year of doing pageantry, there's been like one or two instances where someone has said, oh, so-and-so said this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like, there's nothing that people could say about me that I don't already know. I know I'm short. I know I'm curvy. I know I have the wrong hair for pageantry. I know that I, you know, I'm probably not as prim and proper or as wealthy as some people would like me to be to compete, whatever. But, but the you have a cause, of, you have work, ethic, yes. you have drive, you you have fitness goals. So the vast, the vast if there's something, you can it. overcome those. The, 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 you know, yeah. if, they, if they say that you're too bulky, then you can say that, well, it's good because I'm in shape because most, you know, most people aren't at my fitness level. You can say, 
my hair short, but you know, I style it in a way that's unique because I don't look like everyone else. So it's just yeah. the way you perceive and the things. Vast in life. Majority, the vast majority of it is people walking up to me, you know, meeting me first at Mrs. America and being like, your, your hair is incredible. How do you get it to do that? It's exactly. people that, are, that, that find those things positive. So I, I, I don't even, like I said, I don't even have words for all of the amazing things that pageantry has brought into my life. And I, I don't think my journey with pageantry is going to be over when I crown the next Mrs. Maryland. I don't know when or where I'll compete again, but I think it's something that, um, that my husband and I have talked about and I don't think he's quite ready for it to be over either, because like I said, he's turned into quite the little pageant husband. He, um, think he could do with less of the shopping trips but the actual pageant experience itself he i think has well a, when you build a, a monster blast. you have to understand <laughs> yes. you get some of exactly okay so I, if you want a girl like i you know i love i love girly girl women so you know with 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 certain things comes other things so you just have to understand yep. so you know if you want the wife to have a crown and sash then you just have to put up with the shopping trips that's all exactly that's why they <laughs> put the really comfy couch way in the front <laughs> Okay. If I told you how many times Kelly has inhabited that couch. <laughs> you know, you know, they're very, especially in the most high-end ones, they're very, very Pacific, you know. So. Oh, yes. Um. So overall, you know, it sounds like it was one of the most amazing nationals experience that you could have. And, uh, I mean, it didn't sound like there was any negatives. And um, what what are you praying for your concessor? Um, um, you, you, is that the right word? Your um, the young lady coming for your title um, this coming year. What what are you what are you hoping and um, um, recommending for that person to win? Like, do you have any tips for them? Um, I you know I would say definitely go in being yourself. If you look at the amazing string of women that have won Mrs. Maryland, um, none of us are are kind of really like shy or trying to play a part every single one of us went into that pageant uh, went into mrs maryland in our respective years presenting our true and authentic selves we you know we went in as the person that we are and we didn't try to amplify anything about ourselves other than who we we really are in our daily lives and I think that that's worked well for us I I know for me personally I went in and I was expecting my hair to be an issue of contention I was expecting for my muscular arms and my curvier hips to be issues of contention and those things worked in my favor those were the things that in interview the judges wanted to talk to me about they wanted to talk about who my personal trainer was. And when I told them that I was my personal trainer, that I did all of my own fitness and nutrition, that turned into a whole conversation with one of the judges about how impressive it was that I was that dedicated to my fitness and that I had educated myself on how to train myself and how to write my own fitness programs. You know, talking about my hair, one of the judges was just fascinated by my hair and wanted to know, you know, had I always had short hair and I told them the story of how I came to cut my hair a couple of years ago and that when I decided I wanted to do a pageant I wanted to do it as me so I wasn't going to grow my hair out or have you know extensions or anything like that I was gonna go with short hair and if I won with short hair cool then if I didn't okay whatever moving on and I think that me going in like that and respecting myself really made the judges respect me too because they knew that 
I came in saying, hey, here I am. This is what I have to offer you as a title holder. And if you want it, great. I'm your new Mrs. Maryland. And if I'm not what you're looking for, then that's okay, too. And I think they really, really respected that. You know, you know what I'm hearing really is take that perceived, and I say perceived because, um, you know, self-doubt is such a huge thing. Take that perceived um, weakness and make it your make it your shining badge of honor. Everything you said is yep. exactly, oh, I have short hair. They loved it. And then I told them why. And then you said, oh, I'm worried about being a little boxy for a woman. Wow, they were impressed. That was really in good shape. So you have don't... to just know. You just have to just know who you are and love all of that about you. Whether you know everybody has insecurities. Believe me, I have my fair share. But on that day that I went to Mrs. Maryland, I said, "For today, I'm going to shut all of that off. I'm going to love every piece of myself, and I'm going to let the judges know that I love every piece of myself exactly the way that I am." And I think that they could tell that I was like that. That I appreciate everything that I am and all of my nerdy and outspoken and athletic self. And that because I'm so comfortable in my own skin and I, I feel like that is part of what made them feel like I was ready to take on the title is that I, I was just comfortable being me. I mean, I could just tell by this interview that, that you were the right person because <laughs> seriously, because you, you can flow with the conversation. Sometimes, um, as an interviewer, you can tell people that, um, that are going to struggle, you know, I, it was, it's clearly obvious because you only get, I, the interview is what, five minutes for, for um, each judge yeah, or something I think shorter that, I think than we that? Did four, I think we did four minutes with each judge. So you need to, you need to show your personality in such a short time. So yeah. clearly for you, that was not a challenge. Clearly that was. Luckily, luckily for me, personality is not something I've ever been short on. Right. So. <laughs> I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at MAV. PP.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right. So this is the part of the show where you get to take over the show. So what's okay. really important that's coming up that we can really help promote um, your last yes. six months and get the word out. And also um, any, I always say a, a bucket list person. So if there's someone on this show that is connected to a person, throw that person out there. So let's say you want to talk to the president. Hopefully there's someone there or you want to talk to someone in the local le legislature or you want to talk to the governor. Just put it, put them out there and I say let the good karma flow. If there's someone there listening, yes. hopefully someone will help help connect you. So Yes. So upcoming events. Um, I have a super busy next couple of months because October is Down Syndrome Awareness Month. So the whole month is kind of jam-packed for me. I have a couple of things between now and then. I get to go talk to an amazing group of military spouses this week, which I'm really excited about. Um, this next weekend, I actually get to go to the fight night that's being put on by the Ullman Foundation. And I get to help support um, individuals that are battling cancer and support the Ullman house that's in Baltimore. That's pretty new. It just got built, I think, in January. And it's kind of, um, if you 
think about like a Ronald McDonald house, but for young adults that are dealing with cancer treatments. So I uh, get to support that. Well, that's a great thing because that's a that's it a is. segment of the mar- that's a segment of the health market that's never filled. You know, we're we're so we always worry about the young kids and the exactly. old um, parents, but the people are in the middle. The people in the middle to, really you're to, get. We're supposed to like we always put them in like you. You just need to go fend for yourself. You know. Yep. And, and sometimes so this, they, they need help. You know. This Ullman House is incredible. I got to go tour it literally maybe like a week or two after I won my state title. And it is like, when I say top of the line, I toured every part of this facility and it is gorgeous. So they offer um, free housing to individuals that are traveling to the area for treatment. Um, and they're, and I think in some cases they're family members. So it's, it's awesome. If you're looking for a great organization kind of in the, in the cancer realm to support, they're definitely one that I would recommend. Um, and then getting into October is when my schedule gets bonkers crazy. Um, my best, biggest, best month of the year. You it know, is it's my the... favorite month of the entire year, not only because of Halloween, which I absolutely love, but no, Down Syndrome it's Awareness Down, Month. It's, it's Down Syndrome yes. Month, yeah. So. It is Down Syndrome Awareness Month. So October the 5th is the Baltimore Buddy Walk. It's going to be at West Shore Park uh, in Baltimore at the Inner Harbor. We, the last couple of years, have had um, upwards of 1,000 people. This year, we're hoping for 1,200 plus to gather with us at West Shore Park to walk, um, to educate and advocate and celebrate individuals with Trisomy 21. So um, I highly encourage people to go join um, a team, join my team. If you don't have anybody to uh, support locally, we would love to have you walk with us and um, come to the Inner Harbor that day to celebrate. And how do they sign up for your team? Is, is you go to what, 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 where do they go to do that? Yes. So they would go to our team page. Let me pull up. It's kind of a long link. So let me so they just, pull up. That's all right. You know, we'll put that in the link, but they go to your team website. On Perfect. The, yep. Yeah. Go to our team website, and it'll register you there. Um, you'll get a T-shirt, and you get to come walk. They always have a huge resource tent that has a bunch of amazing information about different organizations in our area. They have um, kind of a bunch of varieties of stuff. Last year, they had a DJ. In years past, we've had some live music. We've had a rock climbing wall. We've had a bounce house. So I'm not sure what they have nailed down for this year because I haven't been to the most recent meeting. But So really good family, fun, really yes. good family, oh gosh, fun yes. afternoon. Even yes. um, If you want to bring the, the kids out and actually have something to do. So it's a little yes, bit absolutely. Little exercise activity so then you know basically you can put them to bed early and they'll go to sleep so yes (laughs) yes they should have a good solid nap afterwards that's for sure um and then a little bit later in the month i have the extreme honor i'm so excited i get to go as a guest to the um, nothing down gala in atlantic city nothing down is a huge down syndrome organization across the country um they even have international ambassadors as well they're doing amazing things when it comes to advocacy and um, really increasing the visibility of individuals with Down syndrome out there in the world. And I get to go to their gala. That's one of their major fundraisers for the year. Um, I am so, so excited because I've wanted to go for years. And again, we talked about Mrs. Maryland kind of being my foot in the door for things. I happened upon um, a friend of a friend that's involved in the planning and I said oh I'd really love to you know come and support you guys and she said great buy a dress let's go and I was like okay (laughs) 
So um, that is on October the 26th. It's in Atlantic City at the, um, the Bally's Resort there. And if you are in the Atlantic City area and you want a reason to get gussied up and support an amazing, amazing organization that's doing incredible things for the Down syndrome community, definitely um, go and register to come to that gala because it's going to be a beautiful event. And I'll go, I'll go 10 times folder. Any of our Maryland uh, listeners, any of our listeners in Delaware, any of our listeners in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, you definitely should come out to this event. It's very easy. Don't, I don't want to hear this. It's very easy to go to Atlantic City. All you have to do is to take the nice little ferry from Delaware over, or you can just simply drive from drive down from um, from Philadelphia. It's very easy. And especially for our New York people, you guys all have money, so you can all come <laughs> down and support a great thing and get all dressed up. We, we all know that you want to put a nice dress on and make your husband dress up. So, you know, come out to that event. You know, it's all about the Instagram. So if you're looking for yeah. an Instagram opportunity, you can be a generous person and donate to a fabulous organization. And you're going to have some amazing pictures for your Instagram for like the next three weeks of you all gussied up in a beautiful gown, your husband looking nice. You what are you talking about, darling? A whole year, you know, we stretch that thing <laughs> out, you know, you know, we, you don't have know, to be the, keep, the day of the, the day of the event. You keep that stuff hidden, you know, until keep, you, when you I need a good day. I keep sneaking little pictures from Mrs. America into my Instagram feed. Like, hope you guys aren't tired of seeing these yet because there's about a million more of them. Don't worry. You, you got 20 years of that, darling. Be like, look, look how hot I was when I was in my 30s. Oh, my God. In my 20s. Look how hot. Oh, my God. Don't worry. No, that's a trick. You know, you just you keep. I have a friend always says to me, we we don't really post when it you know one day I'm in Hawaii one day I'm in the the Cancun it doesn't matter I'm <laughs> you know my life is fab I am jet setting people yes okay even if I'm just sitting on my couch in my sweats I am <laughs> fabulous love it well is there anything else coming up because we definitely want to to make sure that that the month of October is fabulous as well as your last six months so let's see as far as october goes oh yes um on october the 10th i will be at the silver diner in um it's not in kensington but it's in the area i want to say oh man see i'm gonna have to google this because no no you're you're doing it's in rock you're doing a public Um, appearance at the silver diner okay yes public appearance at the silver diner in rockville um it's for the spirit club foundation that i spoke about earlier so they do awesome work for individuals with disabilities they have whole fitness programs designed just for them uh so i'll be there i may be guest bartending possibly hopefully uh, but i will definitely be there at the event uh regardless of my bartending status is it one of those (laughs) is it is it one of those things where you buy dinner and they donate the Prop- and then a percentage of it is going to go straight to the spirit club. You got it. That is now I tell you guys that if, if you're not, if you're not really up to just giving out money, going and getting uh, an incredible dinner uh, and then a portion of it just happens to go to a wonderful organization. I have to tell you, that's one. If, if you're not, up, if, uh, if just donating is not up your alley, this is one way to knock out two stones with a, it what, really is what, because not only do you not have to cook dinner, but right, exactly. also the money that you spend on dinner is going to an awesome cause. So you don't have to cook and your money is going to support a great organization. Well, it sounds like you, like you said, October is only going to get more busier. Um, I mean, I can't imagine putting anything else more on that list and hopefully <laughs> we'll get, we'll get a lot of people out there to um, really 
um, come out to the event. So I hope they only the best for you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for so much for coming on the show. And I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Paul, for having me. I've had such a great time. Me too. Kayla, thank you so much for coming on the show and just telling us about your absolutely incredible daughter and story and just giving us some insight about Down syndrome and how to be a great pageant um, contestant, mom and daughter and mother to your wonderful daughter. Um, it's a definitely a area that is not, um, I guess the best way to say is they're, they're not very good bedside manner and they definitely didn't start your, your mommyhood off to a good start, but I definitely think because of your outreach and power you now have, you can help change that for someone else and you can always just have good influence and power um, for everyone in the future and we appreciate you for everything you've done don't forget everyone that this show drops every thursday afternoon so please subscribe to us on youtube and itunes give us a thumbs up or thumbs down tell us what we're doing or right or wrong and don't forget to subscribe and stay tuned <laughs>